I'd like to welcome back Ross Thackerdean and Elizabeth Brenner from Protect Students Abroad to tell us a little more about the amazing work they're doing in honor of their sons, Ravi and Thomas, who lost their lives while on a study abroad program. My son, Ravi, was a chemistry pre-med student at Swarthmore College. Ravi's goal was to become a medical doctor with a focus on preventative medicine and public health. In January 2012, he went off to Costa Rica on a four-month study abroad program, and there he was studying global health and tropical medicine. Two days prior to coming home, the students were surprised with a beach trip, and we would learn later in the aftermath that it was one of the most dangerous beach in Costa Rica. Ravi and another student were standing in less than knee-deep water when they were pulled out on a rip current. One of the students was able to be saved. She tumbled out in the waves. Ravi, like they you're always told, is to swim parallel to the current. The leaders themselves sunbathed on the beach. They watched my son for 45 minutes struggle for his life, waiting on help, help that would never come for him. I can say that it has obliterated our family. Life hasn't been easy, and it is nowhere where it was, and it changed everything for us. I wanted answers, and there was no answers. They were not willing to share answers, and I'm saying, how could this have happened? And I took to the internet simply because I wanted to know if Ravi was my study abroad's first death. And from there, I started to find, I googled a search string of study abroad death, and I found 85 Google pages. I did not sleep. I opened every single link not knowing what I was going to find or what I was going to do. And just started to email them to myself, the links, when I would see that it was another student. It came a time about a month in, because I was not sleeping, I was doing this 24-7, that I realized that I needed to put these in a binder. I wanted people, I wanted leaders to see faces. I wanted to make I wanted them to make that connection that it was a student. I didn't want them to hear a name or a number. I wanted them to have that face-to-face -face connection. And I started to put them in the binder, which led me to Elizabeth and ultimately to the work that we now do. My son passed away seven months before Ravi. He was on a study abroad trip with also with a third-party uh, program called National Outdoor Leadership School, or NOLS, and he was in India. During the first part of the course, the hiking part, the students were hiking on a trail that in sections, the trail could be five or six feet wide at most, very rugged terrain. So there, there was a combination, I think, of fatigue bad weather, and then toward the end of the day, diminishing light. And then his left boot slipped, I suspect, on damp rock. And he went down on his back. The pack weight was hanging over the edge of this trail. And he tried to right himself. They said he was looking back at the students until he couldn't right himself anymore. And the pack weight pulled him over the edge. 
It was nearly a 300-foot drop into the Gorigaga River, which is uh, one of the uh, tributaries that goes into the Ganges River. And they call it a Class 5 flood stage at that point in time. The program called me at approximately 11.15 in the morning. He maybe had fallen like five or six hours earlier, but I'm not sure. As soon as I picked up the phone, he said, we, we believe that your son has sustained an unsurvivable fall. You know, nothing prepares you for getting a call like that. But I also found out other things, like the students were being underfed, that he had probably lost 15 pounds in the first month of the course. And, you know, you put that uh, against, you know, high-altitude rugged terrain that just suggested to me that somebody wasn't thinking very well about risk. You know, in the aftermath, I have to say, I had a pretty severe dissociative response uh, and was not terribly functional much of the day. But when I would feel more functional, what I would do is get on the phone looking for academics, trying to find anybody who could tell me where the information was around a study abroad student safety. I mean, I was just quite sure that someplace there had to be a database. But I got a call from a friend who worked for the State Department who said to me, did you know that they had had 11 previous deaths? How was my son on a trip like this with never having been informed about the real statistics around that program or any program? So I, I spent a lot of time in the aftermath looking for any kind of data around study abroad student safety, and mostly came up empty. And then about a year and a half after Tom died, I met Roz in person, and she showed up with a it was a blue binder, uh, you know, a notebook binder, and it had page after page after page of students who had either been injured or were deceased during their study abroad trip were going through this. You know, it's just shocking to see all these faces. And she said, I've got like four or five binders at home. But this was, at that moment, it was for me, it was like, this is the database. Like, I'm not finding it any place else. This is where we start. Mm -hmm. And uh, from then on, we were on a mom's on a mission, and our goal was very straightforward. It was we want the death and injury data. We think that this needs to be captured because all prevention programs are based on knowledge of previous incidents. How can they ever really do any kind of evidence based prevention if they're not capturing anything? Most of the colleges, the majority of the colleges, use third-party programmers to offer study abroad to their students. Very few run their own programs in other countries, just simply because it's very costly to have campuses around the world. So we use third-party programs based in another country that may not meet our standards that we're used to here in the United States. 
One thing I, I do want to mention about study abroad is that most people don't realize that there is a school of record that oftentimes stands as an intermediary between the student's home university and assures that the credits can be transferred to the student and that the home university can trust that that's the case. And most people don't realize that there's this school that stands in the middle. So after your child dies, you realize there are all these players involved. It gets very hard to understand what the truth is because they all have their own agendas. The home university, the study abroad program, the school of record, the embassy, the host country. These are really unique issues to study abroad that you have so many different players involved. Um, we had great hopes that we would get federal legislation passed. And we worked for a number of years. You know, if you go state by state by state, you end up with all sorts of different texts and different ways of collecting the data. It's hard to basically hard to aggregate that kind of stuff when people are defining things in different ways. And, and so we really had hopes for the federal level. So we're actually heading back to Washington, D.C. in uh, May, June, and going to be looking for uh, new new folks who are interested in making this their issue, too. Yes, and, and one more thing. Um, we still continue to work for federal and state legislation, mm -hmm. but at the moment, um, we have ever, very exciting news, something we've worked hard for um, it's the next level of raising awareness. Uh, we've been doing this work for 10 years and we've been um, true to the work that we do, um, just simply asking for transparent safety data so parents could make informed educational decisions. And we were very fortunate to um, to connect with a former PBS journalist and documentarian. She's Emmy Winning, um, who has taken on a project of uh, making a, a documentary called Study Abroad Trip of a Lifetime. We're in pre-production phase. We've just completed a successful Kickstarter campaign. We'll still be raising funds um, through Protect Students Abroad for anyone who simply want to see our work continue. Um, they could go to protectstudentsabroad.org to be able to support the film there and we're looking forward to, you know, probably releasing it early next year. So we have our hands really full at the moment with pre-production and all the planning that goes along with that. I wanted to extend our thanks to Elizabeth and Roz for sharing their stories and the impact their sons have made in preserving the lives of students who study abroad. For more information, check out their website at protectstudentsabroad.org. Safe Tea is brought to you by Rachel's First Week. Executive Producer, Dr. Angie Feige. Sound Engineer, Ben Vodder. And a very special thanks to American Medical Response, NASCAR, and Healthcare Initiatives for their financial support of this podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter at hashtag Rachel's First Week. Don't forget the A in Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. We want to hear from you, so contact us at rachelsfirstweek.org. Don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss a single episode of Safe Teeth.